Inside Nigeria, keeping you informed on what matters. Good morning. Welcome to another edition of Inside Nigeria. The last one for the week. My name is Odin. Very welcome on board. I have with me, as usual, Winifred. Good morning, viewers, and good morning, good morning. It's a pleasure, my pleasure to be on the set here inside Nigeria. Yeah, and of course, today we have portfolio stories yes. to talk about electoral act amendment being assented by the president. Well, uh, I just assume this to do. Yes. But, but I did say it on this program that mm -mm, this one that uh, the president last week. Exactly. You, you know, I said it. I said, if he doesn't sign, that's this week or last week, was it last week? I said, you forget it's not going to be sent out. Of course, my prediction is going to pass. Well, there are rumors since yesterday that we might have you know, returned the bill back to the National yes. Assembly. But I don't think there is any official uh, to, to that uh, event. And the president, of course, is not even around. Yes. He's in Dubai, Dubai is, for so Expo 2020. Well, we expect experts to talk to us on various issues. And of course, the politics in Ocean State. Well, Wait for that time to dissect the papers one after the other. Now, as usual, we're starting with Nigeria's first independent Friday newspaper, the Leadership Friday. On the front page of Leadership this morning, 16 days to go. Lawmakers ready to override President Mohamed Buhari's veto on electoral bill. 16 days to go. Lawmakers ready to override President Mohamed Buhari's veto on electoral bill. President Nas lacks courage to overrule the president, according to River State Governor Yerson Wiki. And of course, civil society organization group demand president assent to the bill. Like you said, when the president has sent the bill, now he has 16 days to go. Because I drew a comparison between uh, the PIB, which is now PIB. Yes. The president came back from uh, an overseas trip and during the weekend, signed it. he signed it. And on Monday, we were told that uh, he walked in the weekend to ascend to the bill. And I was like, this room that the president is still dragging on the on signing the electoral bill, and I don't think he's going to sign it. And what are the issues are coming to pass? Well, the issues are not uh, are obvious because there are been this uh, great part over the exactly. direct primaries. Uh, oh, indirect primary. You know, governors and uh, national assembly members are currently at Logahead. Well, there are rumors, like I said earlier, that the president has rejected the bill and sent it back to the yes. National Assembly, or it remains room. The National Assembly has not admitted anything like that, and the presidency also has not uh, said anything to that uh, effect. But Winifred, 16 days is a long time. It's a long time for the president to see, look at it, digest it, and assent it. In fact, he may even do that on the last day sincerely hope so, of the time frame. We sincerely hope so. Because, because it's allowed. You know, we were told that he wrote to INEC to advise him to go forward concerning the bill. So we are hoping that maybe INEC will be able to advise him appropriately <laughs> on what uh, to do. Now, look at the substance of the story that lawmakers are ready to override him if after the deadline. Is unable to assent the bill, but Governor Yes and Wiki of Rivers is saying, Well, these national assembly members don't have the ball. I agree with, <laughs> I agree with uh, 
this weak yeah, don't have the ball to actually override the president. So you also agree? Because they have said, okay. yes, because since <laughs> the president has accepted president, even despite the outcry against the borrowings of the, the federal government, they did not speak those ahead to approve uh, foreign loans for the president. And they even said that they are ready to approve more when the vote, if ever the vote arises. So that's the present call for the last that would happen. Just like what wicked problem, problem of your state is wicked, say, I succumb. I, I, I succumb. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, it is uh, it's a matter of time for us to see whether the National Assembly members will be able to override the president or not. It's a matter of time. So like the saying goes, time shall tell. All right, whenever we need to move away to our sister publication, The National Economy. The National Economy is talking about business. There's contraband on the menu. Why 70% tariffs Haven't stood Nigeria's rice imports. Contraband on the menu. Why 70% tariffs haven't stood Nigeria's rice imports? That's on the national. Tariff hike, 70% tariff on importation. And has not stood Nigeria's rice imports. There was a story recently that. uh, uh Republic of uh, Benin. Benin okay. uh, yes, yeah. Benin. Imported about uh, how many billions tons of rice waiting, of course it's waiting to to be smuggled to the country. Yeah, yeah, because they make money yes. from bringing these yes. things to Nigeria. But then in order to actually uh help our own rice farmers, you know we have millions of rice farmers. Is it the Sokoto? Uh, Rima Basin, the Ebony, you know, and we won't uh, be the uh, exactly the uh, So, if we actually have and heavy collaboration last seven years, it was the name of that rice. Lake, lake rice, lake rice, lake, 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 We don't tolerate this so that the local rice farmers can make money from yes, their sweat. Even the opportunity to grow. But then, but then, but then, the local one is becoming unaffordable. But apart from that, there, there's a need for them to also uh, uh, process it so well that they're not destroyed. Like most of us now that said, okay, let's patronize them. Uh, Mostly complain rice. about the, yes, the products. And you know why? There is no competition. Even the foreign one is allowed to come in, then the local people will also say, Oh, we need to measure up to stand yes. so that we can sell our own over the foreign one. All right, contraband on the menu why 70% tariffs haven't slowed down rice imports, and I think maybe the custom service is also another factor. Probably the check drive. I know they have a lot of battle with people in mobile state, in fact. There is a story recently that about three custom officers were murdered by rice yes. mugglers. And even in my own oil state, custom officers are having a serious battle with rice uh, smugglers, you know, the sharing, you know, all these uh, uh, oil north corridor. 
you understand? So I don't know whether that they, 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 we can categorize them as another factor. Maybe they take back. That's why, and despite uh, despite the 70% tariff, importation is still on the high rise. Because 70% should have discouraged rice importations and encourage us to grow the local rice. Right. Anyway, the local rice store is there, I just have actualized it, but there's still that pension for foreign rice is still higher. Quality might be a reason. Quality. And I challenge the local rice farmers up there again. In fact, we have a special publication coming up in leadership for rice farmers to show. Okay. showcase their, their problem and I think we have the right ones who are already key in into the leadership okay. uh, publication which is coming up uh, sometime this month anytime okay. any moment from, from now. That's a good one. At least many Nigerians will be in the of uh, how many rice farmers we have and uh, it also afforded the opportunity to also make their choice when they go to the market which is exactly, exactly. talking about rice uh, publication we also have a legal publication Oh, okay. The bi-weekly general interest and lifestyle magazine. So when you pick a copy of leadership on Sunday, the last next two, three days, make sure you have your level complement. In fact, we need to go on a short break. When we come back, we continue different stories. We'll be back shortly. Inside Nigeria, keeping you informed on what matters. Welcome back. All right. Welcome back. We're still inside Nigeria for this Friday um, morning, December 3, 2021. Of course, joining on now is Barisa Omar Choko Alassan Idoko, a legal practitioner based in Abuja. Barisa, good morning. All right. You'll be asking us to dissect the next story on the front page of the National News Paper. On the front page of the nation this morning, pressure on President Muhammad Buhari to reject electoral acts amendment bill. Pressure on President Buhari to reject electoral amendment bill. INEC yet to act on Buhari's request. Governors insist on indirect primary. December 19 deadline for president to sign. CSO assent to aid electoral uh, reforms. Unifer, you know this is a different angle from what we saw earlier on the front page of the leadership. Uh, newspaper. But Barista, let me also show you the front page of leadership and newspaper so that you can yeah, see the uh, perspective. Uh, I don't know. Okay. You can see what we reported earlier this morning on the front page of leadership. 16 days to go. Lawmakers ready to override President Mohamed Buhari's veto on electoral bill. But Governor of uh, River State, yes, is saying the present National Assembly members lack courage to override the president. And CSOs are saying, uh, CSOs are demanding the president uh, assent because, according to them, it will help the electoral process, as we saw on the front page of the nation. So, what is your thing? 16 days to go, the president has not assent to the electoral act and amendment 2021. The assent of the president is a special prerogative on the president as a person. And that prerogative can only be expressly exercised by the president himself. 
But at this stage, I would think I am of the express opinion that every political player behind either the ascent or the non-ascent of this very act, it's quite premature to preempt because the express time provided for the president to ascend on the said act is still very much in, in life. I told you, it still is a long time. Yes. <laughs> it's quite premature for anybody to preempt the president to say he may not sign or he will sign on it. But perhaps if the president does fail to ascend to the act as being passed by the National Assembly, it borders more on morality on him than any other that can be brought to bear. Because morally speaking, he wouldn't be the first president that would have refused to give an assent to an act of the National Assembly. But the National Assembly being a collection of group of Nigerians who are who are representing the interests of group of Nigerians mm -hmm. in their own wisdom have come up with the provisions as contained in the act and it is only duty bound for any president whether that of the sitting president or past president to have as given their assent to such national assignment or to such national laws because it will better the effect of the electoral process that is to come but just like the last previous uh, 2019 election, there was an electoral act yeah, of this nature, which the president expressly refused to give his assent. Yeah. And the National Assembly, in turn, did not override the president, as the case will be. Yeah, but let me cut you at that point. You know, yes, in the build-up to 2019 election, the president actually said he was not going to sign the electoral at that time because of proximity closeness to the election period now i believe the national assembly believes that reason as cogent but do you believe that kind of signal can still play out in this instance it can still play out the failure of the president to have assented to the last electoral act as regards to the time lag of saying it is too short or too yeah. close to the, the time election. of the election was most immaterial even at that time. Even at that time. So what could be the reason now for him not to sign? The reason, cannot, the reason cannot be far-fetched from political interest. Okay. Whether he, then he was a key player to the side election, but now he's not a key player okay. because he wouldn't be contesting the election. But irrespective of the fact whether he will be contesting or not contesting to the election, his party's interest does and will definitely supersede that of the national interest. Certainly, we cannot dispute that. So even at this stage, with the sufficient time okay. from now till the period of, of election, okay. the president will still, if he will not, likely not sign. So that's why I said it all boils down to morality, and posterity that will stand to judging but the truth of the matter is for anybody who means well as a president to the nation the assent to an electoral act or any other act as the case may be should not be withheld 
but there is every likelihood that from if the president does mean well to say he wants a better electoral system for the country then he would but if he doesn't and he refuses to give his assent the national assembly will still not override him in that regard so which donor which is right to say this national assembly have the courage to do that kind certainly of thing. they wouldn't if the president will fail to assent they wouldn't override him Wow. Are we uh, uh, but, um, okay, <laughs> let me also take you back. Many people are also saying that uh, uh, President Muhammad Buhari being a beneficiary of the last electoral act, amended under Jonathan, is now becoming a, a stumbling block to having a robust electoral uh, act. Certainly. So what's your take? I would agree with that submission in the sense that the president had not come up to show in terms of character or by any measure to prove to any Nigerian that he wants to take a step further in taking our electoral system better than how he had met it. If the system wasn't good enough, he wouldn't have been a beneficiary of the office yeah. today. But on his own part, he has contributed nothing other than the way he had come to meet, meet it. And there is every likelihood that if he fails to do this, then he goes to put a seal on it, that he is not out to improve the system better than how he has met it. So what is the implication of all this for our electoral system? Are we in for another season of rancorous election um, uh, election without credibility or not sure his failure to give his assent to this act will mean that it does not mean well and certainly the rancors the infighting and the purification of court cases that surround our electoral system will still remain abound the way it is obtainable today because by the grace of God, this current act that is before him on his table will go a lot to improve party primaries and election results, manipulations, and the rest of them. And by the grace of God, we pray, whilst he still had, has about two weeks to give that assent, that the chief law officer, the attorney general of federation, and a couple of other advisors, political advisors, will prevail on him to do the needful to say he should just give this as a parting gift to the nation in giving his assent for the fact that he has no stake, personal stake of contesting this current election. He's duty bound to do what is needed because a lot of taxpayers' money has gone in to bring this work into place to the extent to which it has been brought. A lot of civil society organization group, public hearing conferences, papers have been submitted to this. And I think the wisdom of the entire members of the National Assembly cannot be said to say it is inferior than his own wisdom. It is their duty as lawmakers to improve and to work on the lapses of the failure of the past electoral law 
and this improvement should be upheld by this current government. Uh, finally, you know, uh, the existing Electoral Act 2010 as amended, which we are still using, uh, the new amendment to it now is one thing that primarily that is causing this uh, debate. I know a lot of people are for it, describing it as democratic. Then the issue of electronic transmission of election right, so. results is another innovation added to the existing law. So in your own view, what are the new innovative or democratic ingredients that has been added to the existing electoral act that you think is more, it make it more necessary for the president to ascend the bill? Um, my observation as regards to the two principal provisions which you've talked about yes. with borders on the option A4, okay. primary, yeah, indirect, primary, direct yeah. primary system, as well as the other which borders on transmission of results. The benefit of the direct primaries will save the cost of litigating party primary results of the, of the primaries of, of any election whatsoever. Because many a times we've come to observe that our courts have been clouded with so many cases filtered around by contestants to say party leadership change candidates at will. But the direct primary will go to put a lot of sanity as regards to anything that borders on primaries. Then in Imo State, during the last election, we were also mindful of the case wherein results were being, even in this current Anambra State, there has been contention that some uh, returning officers would say results were not being signed by them, alterations and all of that. If the current provisions can be upheld by the electoral transmission, it would speak to the whosoever comes to the polling unit, cast his own vote, is being registered into the database. So the rancor of oh, alteration of results, manipulation, figures counted, discounted, wouldn't be there. And it's a welcome development. It will do a whole lot of good to our electoral system, no doubt. That can never be disputed. Many thanks to you, Barista, Omachuku, Alasan Idoko, for creating time to join us this morning. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. We hope to see you more when you need a rest. Thank you, Barista, Omachuku, Alasan Idoko is an Abuja based public affairs analyst and legal practitioner. He has been speaking on the Electoral Act Amendment Bill 2021 to be or not to be. Go on a short break. When we come back, we'll continue the newspaper review segment. Inside Nigeria, keeping you informed on what matters. Well, welcome back. It's Inside Nigeria for the uh, Friday uh, morning. We have one more speaker. Uh, yeah, so, uh, tell yeah. us what we have on the front page of the blueprint. In, in the newspaper, that's the last one and then for the blueprint. And it says, as Deputy Speaker, last one for this ABC Day win Osun, Osun 2018 Duba election. As Deputy Speaker Lasso opens up, ABC Day win Osun 2018 Duba election. Says Omo Adege for Dirty Job. He's hallucinating, talking bad trash. ABC. 
and Amogi, he says, I would dignify last one with response. That's all. Well, Elsie, Deputy Speaker, in the 8th House of Representatives, Yusuf Lasso, who is also an aspirant in the Oshun 2022 governorship election, is said to have opened up that the APC did not win the 2018 governorship election in Oshun State, which some person believe it was won by the then PDP governorship candidate, Senator Nuruddin Adenola. Identity properly known as dancing senator. Well, I don't know where. Okay, to actually discuss this story now, we are being joined by a political analyst and member of the People's Democratic Party in Ekiti State, Larry Olainka. Good morning, Olainka. Uh, good morning. Yes, sir. How is your day going? Uh, it's going well. Okay, I can see you in a car, in a moving car. I'm telling you, I had to park. When I saw your message, I had to park so that I can talk to you. This is very, very important, Mr. Olainka. And the interest of your party is also at stake. So I don't know. I know maybe it has been overtaken by time already because another election is by the corner. So you cannot reclaim it again. And it has been decided by the Supreme Court already. But for posterity, we need to know the truth. So Yusuf Lassun, a chieftain of the APC, I just opened a Pandora's box. What is your take? Well, well, the demand the demand did not say what 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 Nigerians were not aware of. Nigerians knew how that election was rigged. Nigeria knew how 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 one how, how one thousand votes belonging to PDP from the local government suddenly developed wings and just went away like that. So Nigerians saw everything. Uh, whether 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 it is coming from the former deputy speaker like Lassun Yusuf or is coming from even the even the man that is holding the, 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 the that is governing of state can knows that he was he was rigged into office, so it's not telling us. And 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 let me also say this expressly: Supreme Court judgment on that Osun election was not the judgment was not on whether the election was rigged or not. The judgment of the judgment of, on that election was the judgment of the election election petition tribunal that that ruled clearly that PDP won the election. Subsequent judgments were based on technicality that uh, the person that, that that one of the tribunal member was not present in one of the the cities. It's just like somebody saying that oh one of the lecturers of one of the lecturers in your in your school. What, they, they did not come to class once, and because because of that, you should not be awarded distinction. So it was not because the Supreme Court did not say the election was not. The Supreme Court only said that the judgment, the judgment the, 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 that one of the tribunal the justices was not present at just one of the cities, and because of that, the judgment of the tribunal could not hold. Mr. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, so now, like I said, the Oshun 2018 donorship election has come and gone already because the 2022 election is already by the corner. I know you are a member of APC, uh, PDP in Ekiti State, but then Ekiti is close to Oshun. Are you aware of the preparedness of the Oshun PDP as to the 2022 governorship election? You see, let, let, let me also say this. Both Ekiti 
and also election of 2018 were were massively were, were, were massively rigged by the APC. The, those the two elections were rigged, and they know. Governor Fahemi of Ekiti State know how he got into office. I've, I've challenged him many times that he should Bible, only Bible to his chest, and swear that, oh, that election, I won it free, fair, and sincerely, with all sincerity. He should swear that everything that he has should, should, should be sustained, if indeed he won the election. He has not been able to do that. And I must, and I'm reminding him of that challenge now. If, if, he should he should put a bible to his to, to his heart to his chest and swear that he actually won that election he did not win oyetola did not win in 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 but we know that we just hope that next year election will will will, will, will be will, 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 will express the will of the people of Ekiti. if you go to Ekiti, you know what you see what is happening because when when you impose yourself on the people you are not likely to be able to do well if you go to Osun, you know you see what is happening there because those two people were imposed on the on the people, on the people. and PDP iniquity is 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 getting set in Osun too. We are getting set, and we are awful that that wrong that they did to the people. Well, see, it's, the, the wrong was not done to PDP; it was done to the people of Ekiti and the people of Osun. And we hope that this time around, INEC and other other agencies of, of federal government now involved in, ele in, in, in election, we allow the will of the poor state and also state to prevail. All right, Ms. Olenka, let's look, because of time, let's look at the two candidates in the forthcoming 2022 Osun and the governorship election. I know there is a, a Bissikola Ole in the state, then Ademola Adeleke is also warming up to get the PDP ticket in Oshun State. I don't know other aspirants in your party in both states, but I've seen both Bissikola Wale and uh, Ademola Adeleke warming up to actually... Okay. So, tell us. In the PDP presently, I think we have about, uh, we have we should have like 12 aspirants in PDP. Already? In the state. Yes, we have 12. 12, because you cannot... You can you cannot be called an aspirant unless unless you have obtained form form from the party exactly. and unless exactly. we have been screened and cleared by the party. I'm aware that we should have like 12 aspirants now. In Oshun, I think uh, I, I, I'm not aware anyone have obtained form, but I'm aware that uh, that Senator Demuladele is interested. I'm also aware of uh, uh, one uh, Mr. Akaki Ogumbi and one or two or three other people. So uh, until on. Until it is decided as to who the candidate, you know, the candidate of the party in Ekiti and also will be, so we should be. That is the, that's where we can begin to talk about that. But in Ekiti, we are we on our side, we are supporting Bisikola Wale for for to to, to 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 be the party candidate, and we are hopeful that with the with, with, with the kind of work we have done, with the kind of support that we have from the party, from the from the people, by January by January, it will emerge the candidate, and hopefully. It will also emerge governor of the state. All right, Mr. Olainka. Finally, you know you have the sentiment that there was uh, manipulation in the Ekiti 2018 election. There was manipulation against the PDP in the Oshun 2018 election. But one thing that will take care of these manipulations is 
good extant laws and a good electoral act and no any guidelines and the rest of them. 16 days to the end of the deadline for the president to sign the new electoral act. The president is not uh, disposed to sign in the 16 days to the end of the uh, 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 deadline. What is your take? Do you think the president will sign the new electoral act amendment or not? We have to go with the existing 2010 electoral act. Why, why, where, where is it? Is it the, the like I'm, I'm, I'm aware that there are there are issues that the president wants cleared, and the issue majorly is the issue of direct, I and mean, in the, the issue of insertion of direct primary clause in the electoral act. And I'm aware that I've read in the in the, in the media that the president has uh, has, has uh, asked INEC to, to to advise on it, the attorney general to also advise on it. Because that is, is a, the issue of direct primary is is a new is a new uh, like a, like a new electoral situation that Nigeria has been put into. And and if, if you are saying INEC should be involved in the monitoring, the 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 one we had before was was INEC may may monitor, but this one it is saying INEC shall monitor, which is which which has made that monitoring mandatory. So it means that we also the general world, the president was, I think the president is also, also trying to look at the financial implication, security implications, and all that. So I don't think I I, I for one, if not because of uh, of the uh, I think the only controversy on that electoral act is that issue of direct primary. And that is and and that is and that is what I believe should be delaying the president signing it. every other every other issues I think were were agreed upon by all the stakeholders apart from the issue of direct primary and if you ask me as a person i will tell you that there's there was no reason the national assembly should have included should, should have had should have, should have, should have, should have included that issue of direct primary in the electoral act the supreme, supreme court has made it so clear that political parties has right to run their own affairs they have their own rules you cannot interfere in the running of a political parties like an association you subscribe to that decision and you subscribe to their rules. If they have their rules, until on the party until party picks a candidate, that is when that candidate becomes the instrument, the property of INEC. Not until and if I can the party can decide to say, oh, we are going to call family meetings and just say consensus and give. You are not saying okay. If you are saying direct primary for presidential election, for instance, it means that. It means that if let's say 10 political parties are, are contesting the presidential election, it means that INEC we have to conduct 10 elections before the general election because it's like conducting general elections. So it means INEC we have to put we have to expend resources for like for general election like 11 times. It will be too it will be too expensive. Then then look at the security implication. Then again, how do you determine people who are even coming to vote in the election? Which of which political parties in Nigeria now do you know that have foolproof membership register? You don't have it. You don't go into an election when you don't even know the number of people that are coming to vote. So those are the issues. And I believe that uh, uh, above said the young sentiment that made the National Assembly to include that direct primary, I believe that common sense will prevail. There's no reason that thing should have been included in that, in that electoral act. And that is and that I believe is the reason we are. We are stuck now, and I hope that uh, I hope that there will, a way will be found far right around it, so that the electoral act, as it should be, will be signed.
Mr. Lanka, you raise very silent. <coughs> we are supposed to allow you to go, but you raise very, very silent uh, issues. Talking about party register. Now, the arguments you just canvassed, for me, I mean, think, well, would you say this is responsible? This was responsible for what in Anambra election, where the APC leadership <coughs> candidate, Andy Uba, brought over 200,000 votes at the primary election, but secured less than 50,000 votes, votes at the main election. It's not only in Anambra. In 2019, Governor Ganduje was elected as APC candidate with about 2.9 million votes. Party members saying that 2.9 million party APC members in Kano voted for Ganduje. How many votes did Ganduje get during the general election? He, he, he struggled to have a little above 1 million votes. So what happened to that about 1.9 million APC members that they said voted for him during the primary? In Lagos State, Governor Sonwolu was purportedly elected by about 970,000 APC members in Lagos. Uh, Governor Mbode, who, who came second, had about 50,000 votes, meaning that about 1 million APC members voted in, in, in that election there. But during the general election, Governor Sonwolu had several, a little about 700,000 votes. So what happened to that over 300,000 APC members that vote? The, 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 same thing, the same thing with Anambra. So it, it goes to tell you that even the direct primary that people are talking about is more prone to manipulation than indirect primary. Because in direct primary, you already know those who are coming to vote. Direct, you don't know. Okay. So you speak for former governor of the state, uh, Mr. Ayodele Fayoshi. So yeah. where does this turn in 2023? You say what? Where does it stand? Where is it? you speak for former governor of Ekiti State. Where does it stand as to where does it stand as to as to what? I don't get. In the twenty twenty three calculations. Well, it belongs to PDP and it belongs to whatever whatever decision PDP chooses to make. All right, sir. Many thanks to you, Mr. Dewey Olainka, spokesperson of former governor Fayoshe and PDP chieftain in the Giti State. Thank you for creating time to join us this morning on Inside Nigeria. All right. Thank you so much. We have been speaking to you. Democratic Party. Well, you said a lot, and I like his arguments about direct and indirect. I think this should be the right thing. I said, I'm a So, that means these are the issues before he ascends the beach. Honestly, I saw it as I think I'm sweet. All right, very, very nice and interesting discussion. This is because of us. Thank you, this with us on Monday for a fresh edition of Inside Nigeria. From I am Winifred, have a beautiful day. With the water bucket, and don't forget to stay out of trouble. Stay out of trouble. My name is Bobby Gladibo. Bye for now.
This program is brought to you by Leadership Podcast from the stable of Leadership Media Group.